0: We're here in the paddock of Belmont Park as the jockeys are getting ready to mount their horses for the 120th running of the Belmont Stakes. And uh, Josh, one of the more interesting and uh, great sights at a big race like this. are All the fans lining up four and five, six deep at the railing, trying to get a look at their horse before it heads out to the track. Uh, issuing last minute instructions to their favorite jockeys. It's just a great
1: scene. It really is. It's sort of like the cult status of a rock star coming out of an arena or something of that sort. People just piled six, seven rows deep. From our vantage point, we won't really see the horse, but we will know when it's coming across because the people will certainly let us know.
0: And typifying the New York crowds, Uh, they'll make their opinions known to their jockeys issuing the... Uh, directives to say come on get out there get that horse to win that race and one of the favorites here in new york has always been angel cordero jr has won many riding titles at all three new york tracks has owned saratoga for many many years and he has to be the fan favorite today
1: angel cordero will be the fan favorite though some fans will jeer him being of an article that came out in the late 70s, mid-70s that said that he fixed races here on the New York racing scene. So a lot of people have never forgotten that, though it's only alleged nothing was ever tried on him and he was never convicted but he's still the fan favorite and that's why Brian's time will go at such low odds today now Brian's time has a chance to win one million dollars there's a one million dollar bonus for the horse that gets the most points in this Triple Crown series of the Kentucky Derby the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes Brian's time has to win and hope that either Risen Star nor winning colors come in second in that case Brian's time will win all the million dollars Otherwise, the race for the million is between Risen Star and Winning Colors.
0: Okay, Josh, all the fans are getting excited right now, deciding who they want to put their money on as they're lining up to the windows. And it's uh, getting a little crowded we're getting jostled around a little bit.
1: Well, Doug, fortunately, we've already placed our bets up in the press room where the lines are much shorter. You couldn't place a bet now. I'm not sure if you get it in by race time, and there's still about 20 minutes to post.
0: Okay, Bud Bishop, you can uh, sense what's going on right here. Let's throw it back to
2: you. Hello again, everybody. Bud Bishop. This is Beat on the Sun Radio Network. Phone lines open 1-800-622-5001. And Risen Star, the big winner in the Belmont Stakes. Let's go quickly to Doug Miles at the Belmont.
3: Okay, Bud, back in the uh, Belmont Park, Chris box, and a lot of excitement this afternoon as... Is- uh, we reported uh, earlier Risen Star winning the Belmont Stakes by uh, ten lengths. Uh, actually, it's officially now 14 and three-quarter lengths. A victory for Risen Star, an offspring of the great Secretariat and uh, the second fastest time ever in Belmont Stakes history. King Post, who uh, Josh Kasman predicted as a, a, a surprise horse that might uh, close out and, and buy for the win or buy for the lead. Well, that horse did come through, came in second. Uh, Robbie Davis aboard, and uh, Brian's time, was third. The other horses, Cephas, finished fourth. Really not too much of a factor. Woody Stevens' horse, Granicus, fifth. Unfortunately, the one I picked, but I told you up the front, I don't know much about horse racing. And winning colors, the filly faded down the stretch and wound up last and in sixth place. The uh, prices, for those of you interested around the country, at least the ones that were paid out here at the track, 620, 480, and 280 for Risen Star. King Post uh, paid $11 to uh, place and 380 to show. And Brian's time, two sixty to show, and the exactor if any of you out there in New York had it is one hundred and eight dollars and twenty cents to five four. So uh, an exciting Belmont stakes this afternoon. We just have the owner of the Risen Star, Louis Roussel, uh, meeting the press corps here, and we expect the winning jockey, Eddie Delahousse, to come down any minute now. And if he does, we will be bringing you uh, his comments live on the program. So right now, it's uh, kind of a wait and see, but uh, very exciting and. A very, uh, very interesting race this afternoon here at Belmont.
2: Well, Doug Miles, I would think a group of nuns in New Orleans are quite happy right now.
3: Absolutely right, brother. The Little Sisters, I believe they're called, of New Orleans uh, had uh, got together and prayed for the win, and uh, I guess they put some money on it, too, so they're very happy. I know on the program in the past we've had a lot of calls from the folks down in Louisiana. are very proud of, of that whole organization uh, associated with Risen Star, of course, uh, Eddie Roussel, and, and uh, Louis Roussel and Eddie Delahoussey, the jockey. So it's very, uh, very proud down in the Bayou State this afternoon.
2: Well, Sister Mary Benson said the Lord works in mysterious ways, but it didn't hurt to have a fast horse on the track, did it?
3: You got to do some of it yourself. So uh, the Lord might have provided the nice weather and the fast track conditions, but uh, you got to give uh, some credit to the horse and jockey today.
2: Again, Doug, let's talk about uh, the strategy early that uh, some felt that if they could press Winning Colors to run a bit faster in that first half mile than he wanted to, or that she wanted to, that uh, it could be the difference. Was that the case?
3: That appeared to be the difference. Winning Colors did get out, was challenging early, uh, down the back stretch, and then uh, as they made it around the turn toward the top of the stretch, you could definitely see the filly tiring out, and of course, as we said, uh, she found, wound up six lengths behind at the end. She was uh, a length and a half from the lead at the three qu- at the uh, one quarter mark, uh, about a length back at the half mile mark and then from then on she faded back to two lengths four lengths, five lengths, and finally six lengths back. But uh, uh, you got to give that course a lot of credit. She did uh, a great job in the Derby of course and the Preakness was, was kind of ridden around. It was a rodeo ride but uh, a very tough filly. She's going to uh, win a lot more races I'm sure.
2: Well, there was some concern voiced early in the stable of Risen Star as to an ankle injury and how big a role that might play in the race, obviously, did not hurt the horse at all.
3: If it has an injured ankle, I'd hate to see how fast it could go with uh, four healthy ankles, but I'm sure, as we mentioned earlier, the injury is not as serious as many people say. A lot of times a little tip like that might come out. A horse has a slight injury. It gets blown out of proportion and uh, apparently that's what happened. Uh, whatever injury it was, it was very, very minor and did not affect Risenstar this afternoon.
2: Not much of a surprise. I wouldn't imagine that Risen Star won the Belmont Stakes, but the big surprise, as you alluded to, Doug, uh, the second-place finisher.
3: King Post, the horse uh, that not too many people thought would even uh, you know, finish fifth or, you know, fourth or fifth, except Josh Cosman here, who was uh, smiling broadly. Let's, let's get your thoughts, Josh. Uh, what about King Post? What in that horse did you see that made you pick uh, him to possibly be a closer?
4: Well, Doug, King Post uh, just had a couple bad trips before this race. He ran good. He ran well. I'm going to read a quote now from Robbie Davis, who said, That other horse won by something like 10 lengths. This is an actual quote from Robbie Davis, the jockey who rode King Post. I could have been on the lead if I wanted to. I had them clocked pretty good going down the back stretch, meaning Risen Star and Winning Colors, who were the one-two horses when they were coming down the home stretch. At the three-eighth pole, the other horse, meaning Risen Star, started to draw off from me, and I couldn't keep up with him. I was just riding for second money. She, meaning Diane Carpenter, the owner of the horse, did the right thing with this horse. King Post can run in the front, can come from behind. It's a good horse. It's going to be in the Travers. It'll be a top four-year-old, so really watch out for King Post. Okay, bud, I know we have to take a break, but we have a lot more coming up the next half hour.
2: Okay, Doug Miles, Josh Cosman at the Belmont Stakes, and we'll be getting back to those guys when we come back. You're listening to Sports Beat. Phone lines open at 1-800-622-5001. If you have a topic relating to sports you'd like to talk about, give us a call. Big horse race in New York. The winner of the Belmont Stakes, Risen Star, Doug Miles, Josh Cosman are there. Take it away, Doug.
3: Okay, bud. Thanks a lot, and uh, still uh, waiting. The arrival of uh, jockey Eddie Delahousey at the press box here at Belmont Park, and hopefully he'll be arriving very soon. Uh, we know he has a plane to catch, so they're going to make every effort to get him down here yeah, to get some quotes uh, for us. But uh, as we stated before, a very, very interesting, exciting race here. as a risen star uh, wins the Belmont Stakes in the second fastest time in the history of the race. Uh, of course, the son of Secretariat, who won the fastest time back in 1973, and who uh, we all remember just. Blew away everybody in the Derby, the Preakness, and won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths. So, uh, like father, like son this afternoon. And, uh, Josh, uh, just your thoughts on the whole day here.
4: Oh, it was some day, Doug. I mean, the crowd, we had 55,000 people, which the people who look at the crowds at Churchill Downs and Pimlico really wouldn't think that much of it, believe me, for an event here in New York. There's a lot of things going on, including a Yankee game this afternoon. Where the track really isn't prepared to take this many people. You have to wait 40 minutes online to make a bet if you're in the Grand Standard Mission area today. 55,000 people in a place that has off track betting. So you don't have to come here to bet the race, and most people don't. And that's why racing in this area, attendance wide, has really dropped off. 55,000 means that interest in racing has been renewed in this area. And it's really been renewed because of the race itself. Risen Star, second fastest time ever. In a field that was supposed to be kind of a lame field, Risen Star proved to be a real star. When Louis Rissell came down, unfortunately, we didn't get any quotes from him because he came down before we went on the air, but the owner of Risen Star, the trainer of Risen Star, he said, we're going to race this as a four-year-old. So we're going to see a lot of exciting things in the Breeders' Cup with horses like King Post and Risen Star. And in fact, Risen Star and King Post will probably meet up again in the Travers. And that's upcoming in late August at Saratoga, also on the New York racing circuit, but quite a day here, Doug. And uh, we're going to be covering
3: the Travers for you and uh, keep you up to date every week on what's going on in the world of horse racing as we make our way through the summer. But, uh, Josh, I know uh, for you it was more than just an interesting day. It was a profitable one.
4: Well, even I get lucky once in a while. I've certainly lost more money at the track than I've made. In fact... I gave a little bit of it back on the ninth race here, a twenty thousand dollar claiming race, a race that could have been run anywhere in the country, and I probably shouldn't have wagered any money on a race in which Anal Cordero, by the way, had the favorite and lost. A bad day for Anal Cordero, who did very disappointingly poorly on Brian's time. Brian's time only coming in second place, only time he came in the money in any of the three Triple Crown races. Good now you can uh, pay the rent. Well, at least I can pay some of the rent, <laughs> Of
2: Doug,
3: course,
4: yes, uh, but uh, we got to scrounge
3: everything we make, and uh, what it takes putting a couple dollars on a horse, that's what we're going to do.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. It had to be, you know, we talked about the pre-race favorites, uh, Risen Star and Winning Colors. Certainly had to be a, a devastating defeat uh, for Winning Colors to come in last in that field of six.
3: Yeah, I think uh, D. Wayne Lucas thought the horse maybe not to win but it would at least put up a better fight down the stretch he was very confident as we heard in the interview earlier with josh uh, about an hour before race time that he felt that philly was the best uh, horse today male or female and uh, it, he thought that it could compete at a mile and a half obviously today it could not whether it was just today that it, it tired out or if, uh, a philly cannot go a mile and a half uh, that remains to be seen i would tend to think that uh, not being a sexist, but the Phillies have never proven to go that kind of a distance, and I just don't think uh, she really had a big chance this afternoon.
2: Was there any doubt in your mind once the race started, Doug, that it was going to be Risen Star?
3: Not really. Uh, it, it just looked that horse looked so strong going out of the out of the gate. Uh, very, it didn't even look like it was pressing that hard coming down the stretch. Do you agree, Josh?
4: Um, it really didn't. Risen Star even had some left. It could have ran two miles today. Um, and speaking about Winning Colors, people have been saying all week, in fact, they were saying before the Kentucky Derby about this horse, if you pressure it, if someone goes out and puts out a full effort pressuring this horse, Winning Colors will feel it. Well, perhaps in the freakness when Winning Colors was pressured by a 49er, maybe it wasn't just a Woody Stevens ploy. Maybe it was the real way to defeat Winning Colors. And maybe Woody Stevens felt it. Winning Colors was the top horse in that race. Well, the top horse ended up being Risen Star and again today. But again, it was proven that when Winning Colors is pressured, it's going to fall back. And it's too bad that that's the case. It's too bad a filly like that has to go down like this because it is a great horse, one of the greatest fillies of all time. But when it's pressured, when it's not out in the open, it's going to fall back. And that will hurt Winning Colors throughout the rest of its career.
2: Josh, uh, we're told here that Stevens eased winning colors on the final turn. Uh, did he have a shot at not finishing last? Was that the reason he finished last, or was he dead in the water anyway?
3: Okay, let me just relay that to Josh. He can't hear you directly. He felt that uh, Stevens may have uh, had the horse ease up coming down the stretch. Was that a factor in your mind?
4: Um, did Gary Stevens ease up on his horse? Um, he might have, and that might have been a factor. How big a factor, I'm really not sure. Gary Stevens, the rider of winning colors, I don't think he used up. Winning colors had to go stretch to stretch. It just couldn't. It couldn't do it. Um, at the end, um, just all the other horses passed it by. It's not a bad field. Even Cephas and Granakis and Kingpost, the three long shots in this race, they're no jokes, and winning colors, just. that's when he couldn't handle, or I should say she, grammatical correction there, could not handle the distance. One-and-a-half miles, just too long. Forces passed the fly, but if this was one-and-a-quarter, one-and-eighth, it wouldn't have mattered. Winning colors could not handle Risen Star. Okay,
3: Bud, I think we have to take a break now, but uh, we'll be back with uh, some final thoughts and hopefully Eddie Delahousie uh,
2: in just a couple of minutes. Okay, fellas, we're also going to be talking some uh, NBA posts. Let's go to uh, Doug Miles and Josh Cosman at the Belmont. Doug? and,
3: uh, okay, we yeah, have uh, the winning the jockey, Eddie De La of Risen Star, and he's talking to the press. Let's pick up some of his comments right now. Eddie, hey, how about the million-dollar bonus? I think it's great. I think it's fantastic uh, what Chrysler Corporation and the whole industry has done, uh, bringing up these bonuses and stuff. to make more horses run in the triple count, and I think it's great for the owners. And the jockeys, too. Well, absolutely. Uh, we can't forget the poor old jock, you know. <laughs> no, it's super, it's super for everybody. Eddie, Thanks, thank And, of course, Eddie Delahoussi will be uh, getting a good percentage of that $1 million bonus, and uh, I'm sure he will go out and uh, buy a nice new Chrysler. Bud, back to you.
2: Okay, we'll be going back to Doug Miles and Josh and uh, let's go to Doug Miles and Josh Cosman at the Belmont Stakes for a wrap-up. Doug? Okay, thank you very much, Bud Bishop. I hope you
3: could uh, pick up some of the comments anyway that, that Eddie Devahouse made, the uh, winning jockey on uh, Risen Star this afternoon, and then, uh, he's going to uh, have a little bit of extra money in his pocket, I'm sure, after today, Josh. Eh?
4: A lot of extra money. I'm sure he's very happy about that, as he expressed to you, Doug.
3: Of course, the uh, winning horse gets $350,000 uh, for winning the Belmont, but, of course, the uh, Chrysler Challenge uh, by gaining the most points in all three Triple Crown races, an extra million bucks, so uh, nearly 000, a million and a half dollars for Risen Star in, uh, in today alone, just about two minutes
4: and 20 seconds. What a day for the people in the bayou, Risen Star, Eddie De La and also Louis Roussel. Great day for them, and they certainly deserved it definitely
3: and uh, we mentioned before about the little sisters of, uh, of that state who who uh, prayed for the win and uh, their prayers were answered this afternoon. I'd like to thank a couple of people up here at the uh, press office uh, Susan Morris in particular for giving us our credentials and uh, giving us a good location and allowing us to do our, our radio broadcast this afternoon. So, uh, Josh, maybe just give a quick recap of the other stakes races this afternoon if we could before we get off the air. I know some folks around the country uh, are interested in some of the other races. We have the uh, riva ridge earlier evening chris won that race with a lafitte pinkai a, a jockey that many of you folks on california are very familiar with and we also have the hempstead handicap i believe that's over there with the
4: uh,
3: personal personal ensign won the henson the hempstead handicap and gay rights wins the Colin. and of course risen star wins the belmont stakes so that about wraps it up from belmont park For Josh Cosman, this is Doug Miles saying thanks for listening and back to you, Bud Bishop. We'll see you next week in Tampa.